everybody. Welcome, welcome to Babs Buzz. August ended and gave our agency a very, very solid month. We had a sale. Yay, hoorah. We sold Romance and Gracie to DMM Pictures in Mexico. Very excited. It's a cash purchase. Love that. The cool thing about that is that we are able to actually resell the script in English with another title and changing the character name. So that's very exciting. Uh, we also wrote an option this month, which is really cool. And the uh, the reason why that's very exceptional, mostly for me, is because this will be the first project I'm involved in with where one of my clients is actually directing as well as having written it. As soon as I can announce that, I will. I was very sick this month. We're a little delayed getting the show going for you. I had a, a, a bad attack of E. coli. It really set me on my tush for about two weeks. I feel really excited to be here, really blessed to be here. I, I hope the energy is up for you guys. I hope you know how happy I am to be here. I may not sound 100%, but I'm really, really glad to be talking to you all today. I have the industry props corner that I did want to talk about today. Really exciting. One of my clients, Lynn Christensen, once again, in the Austin Screenwriting Competition. This is so cool, you guys. A very big deal. She got not one, but two second-round picks for two scripts, Trail of Ashes, which is a Western, and Thornhill Drive, which is a thriller. So super hoorahs go out to Lynn. Yay! Let's talk about Jeannie Bowerman for a minute. She's not a client. She's a friend. I call her Lemon Drop. She is, if you look up in Webster's the word tenacity, you'll find a beautiful picture of Jeannie probably holding a bottle of Grand Marnier. Jeannie is down to earth, adorable, talented, a black belt Sicilian hot chica. Okay, this chick can really put it together on a page. She came into a little bit of prominence when she wrote about how Twitter is changing the reality of the writer because it allows you to sort of get outside of yourself. This is huge. So she's involved in script chat and all that stuff. You should definitely tweet her, tell her I said hi. But back to the tenacity business. She chases down um, a Pulitzer Prize winning author who's a Wall Street journalist guy by the name of Douglas A. Blackmon. Now, Douglas wrote a, a book called Slavery by Another Name. And evidently, Jeannie really was impressed with this book to the degree that she actually chased this guy down and probably should have gotten a restraining order. You should have gotten a restraining order on But Anyway, she was so earnest that she was allowed to, by the author's direction, to write the script. Well, hello. Fast forward a year or so later, and she is in the fade-in awards from May 31st, 2011, semifinalist. Thank you very much, Jeannie says. The Page Awards, July 15, 2011, quarterfinalist. Yes, that's right. You heard me right, quarter finalist, hello, and creative screenwriting expo screenplay competition, August 2011. She's a finalist in there. Hoorah! This is what happens, kids, when you get excited about a story and you chase down for the rights and you go after what you think you can get and you try to get it. Now, even if she didn't get it, look at the the journey that it would have taken her on. Well, frankly, I read the script a year ago. That was not... Jeannie's, to me, it wasn't her finest work. And I called her and I gave her some notes. This is what I heard. Total professional. Really? No kidding. Hmm, let me think about that. You know what? I think you're right here. Let me fix this. Right on it. Now, I'm not saying I had anything to do with her being placed. That was all her. But the point is, she was smart enough to reach out, ask for some help. She got it from a variety of places, not just me, by the way. And I don't even know how much of my advice she took, if any. All I'm saying is, 
that when these kinds of professionals come at you and they ask you for for their uh, for your opinion and they take it, they usually run with it. Which brings me to the flip side of that particular coin, which is a writer who shall remain nameless, very nice man, very good chops. Sends me a script, 145 pages. Now, you guys know me. If you don't know me and you're new to the show, 145 pages is a no-no. So he sends me the script. He's got Riley's and every other line. I mean, they're all over the place. This is very old school, very taboo, not done anymore. ING words, left and right. It's a novel. I mean, it's just a novel posing as a script. I said, listen, you're a good writer. And he was. He, he really is a good writer. You're writing. Your own writing, your voice is getting in the way of your characters. It's getting in the way of your story. In fact, there's a loftiness to your writing that's almost arrogant. You need to come down a little bit to, you know, where we are, where the kids are in the cheap seats, us little, you know, little shit readers out here who are, you know, trying to rub two sticks together and make money for you and get your script what's called market ready. It's great to win competitions. Love that. Love placing. Very cool. In the end, for me, as an agent, it's kind of a yawn, but it's nice to, you know, brag about it to directors and producers. But I need something market ready. So I told the guys, I said, look, you got something good here. You need to tweak it. Oh, the noise. Oh, kids, the noise. Now, in one instance, he did make a good point. But, you know, when you get on your soapbox like that and you're not my client, you know what that tells me? It tells me that you're going to be a pain in the ass as a client. Sorry, no offense, but time is money. And I don't have the time to hold your hand through the editing process. You either give me what I want or you don't. And honestly, I don't know anything. I just know what I like. Nobody knows anything in Hollywood. Nobody knows anything in Indonesia. Nobody knows anything in Bollywood. They just know who's got the check, who's writing the check, who's setting it up, who's going to distribute, who's going to have the last say in what's on the page, and there it begins and ends for me, what's marketable. As long as my clients' checks don't bounce, I'm not really that upset about a lot of stuff. And I know what battles I have to fight. This one, he wasn't even a client yet. He was giving me noise. He had a warm lead, and there was no way... I was going to put my reputation out there for finding talented, great storytellers who know craft with that script. It was a shame. He fought me on it. And truly, again, I say, I don't know what I don't know. He could be totally right and I could be totally wrong. But here's what I do know. What I do know is that I personally could not get behind it, which taught me something very valuable this month, which I've always known. But I am going to articulate it for you so that you know it, too. And never forget I told you this. Remember that you heard it here on Babs Fuzz, September 2011. You ready? You listening? It all comes down to taste. Okay? It just does. It all comes down to taste. What do I know? I just know what I like. I know that I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, of snails in garlic sauce. I used to serve them as a waitress 100 years ago. Won't eat them. Not a fan. Pizza, love it. Okay. So uh, networking corner. I would like you guys to check out DundealPro.com. Look it, if you can't afford a lot of money on spending money on this craft, which who can nowadays, <clears throat> even working writers are budgeting, Dundeal Pro is amazing because you get everything there. You get newsletters, free blogs, free advice, yada, 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 who's who, who's who in the zoo, contact information, email addresses, and then the occasional job lead. So don't forget to check out DundealPro.com. Obviously, Facebook and being titillating on Twitter is huge as well. Screenplay readers, this is big, you guys. Going to keep Michael jumping this month with links. There's going to be a lot of links on this show, so get out your pens and your paper and get ready to bookmark, okay? Screenplay readers is having a free, free, F-R-E-E-E-E-E-E promotion for you guys. They're going to analyze your first 10 pages free. That's right, free. You heard it first here, free, 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 as in 
no money. Love this. This is Brian O'Malley throwing down, giving back to the community that's been very generous to him. This guy has chops. Let me tell you why I know this. First of all, I've known him for years, and I actually met him a couple of times when I went down to Hollywood, made sure that I, I, I shook hands with the man I was throwing all this business to because I don't get any kickbacks, and I don't want any. But I want him to know that I'm keeping an eye on him too. You know what I mean? So I go down there. I meet him. I have a Christian crush on the guy. He's adorable. He's very talented. Okay, so he's doing this free promotion for you guys for um, simplyscripts.com and, uh, you know, anybody else who happens to catch it on his link. Now, I'll tell you what I did. I sent Bell Ringer over to him. I love this script. I'm sorry I do. It's never been done. It's going to be a hard movie to get shot. It's going to be a hard movie to get set up. But it has, this is one of those movies that has to be shot. I don't even care if they end up with four sentences from my writer's script. The script, the story has to be told. This is a very dangerous time we live in. This story, Bell Ringer, must be told. Another title would be 222, but that's another story another day so we send in the script right brian comes back oh nice writing it's a novel now i have to tell you i've been going back and forth with the writer on this for a year and he told me something that even i missed which was some of the flowery you know embellishments on the page even we and i'm the queen of cutting fat even that that first 10 pages that we sent him even that was too fatty so good on you Good on you. Screenplay readers, don't forget 10 free pages analysis. Techno Corner. Robert Powers, one of my clients, who was nice enough to, he was optioned once, very exciting, but the option fell out too bad. That was for laser bladers. He was nice enough to do um, a little review of the Save the Cat software, which helps you, number one, beat out your script. Basically what he said is, it doesn't work great with movie magic. It takes a little bit of time. works well with Final Draft, but he did say this. He said, that it really does help you outline very well. It really keeps you, it kind of keeps you honest. And when beats matter, I recommend Save the Cat software and, and Robert gave it a really good, uh, a solid B minus. In the pitching corner, my award this month goes to George Clooney. Uh, he actually had to pitch, um, one of his most recent pictures and I actually forgot the title. Isn't that terrible? I think it was Ides of March, was it? My, I might be wrong, but, uh, his pitch resulted in cash coming in. Now imagine this, the star pitching the feature. Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that he was George Clooney and he got the money? Uh, that's a really easy answer. The answer is yell. So uh, even though he was doing his job pitching and selling what he thought was a great idea for, and he directed, which is really kind of cool. So uh, I got to get a lot of show in you guys this month. I have a lot to do. So um, we're gonna we're probably gonna run to a solid thirty minutes. So I hope you're standing by. Um, now onto the really the more general uh, show content. I have to start looking more at horror these days. I'm told because we have horror buyers out there, and that's not my genre. But the truth of the matter is, if it gets my writers a paycheck, well then I'm all in. Um, Anna, my assistant, she. And the great thing about Anna is she really is my finger on the pulse of the industry. She doesn't shove all this data in my face. I ask her a question, she answers it. She doesn't try to show me how smart she is. I know she's smart. She knows I know she's smart. So she doesn't come in going, let me tell you what's going on. She says to me, what do you need? Because she knows I am, it's very easy for me to be overloaded with information. Why? 15 clients, 30 projects in the year, six about to get funded. Too about to get shot. I'm a busy woman, okay? Taking on new clients, you know, basically I have to hip pocket. Anyway, this is what Anna tells me about horror. She says she wants you guys to know that it has to really beat out like everything else. This is what she wrote in, a, in an email to me. Because in her opinion, there's crap and then there's timeless like The Exorcist. In, in horror classics, 
she noticed, as as you should probably should by now, that things like Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, they all beat out. They flow without missing a beat or a scare, she says. And uh, Jaws kind of falls into that category. She she doesn't like when characters are boring because of a high body count. She she says there's a greater impact if the kill is someone the reader watcher feels something for, whether they hate them or love them or it's sadness. If you don't love horror, write something else because horror fans really can spot a faker at a hundred miles away. She says, and that's probably uh, very very true. Uh, she also says don't try to be funny because it'll make or break your film in horror. But of course, you do have to have the occasional joke peppered in there. You know, it's called it's called gallows humor, which is kind of ironic because that's my maiden name. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So Anna says, uh, you know, make sure it beats out, make sure it beats out. And of course, we know where to get that information. Thank you very much. Save the cat. Scripts I read this month. Okay, here we go. This is the this is going to be the meat of the show. I read Django. Now I have to tell you that while Tarantino may have challenges with grammar and spelling, who cares? The truth of the matter is, yes, when you read as much as we do, it is distracting to see typos and problems and grammatical errors. But even if someone handed me the script and I did not know it was Tarantino, I would have flipped over this script, Django. There is nothing wrong with it, except one thing, I hated the last page. Now, I know Tarantino. Tarantino doesn't always shoot what's on the page. So he could change that ending. And he could end up doing Django Part 2, which really the ending screams for. Don't jump ahead to the end of the script. Read the whole script. And here's why I want you guys to read this script. I want you guys to read what greatness looks like on the page. You read enough bad scripts in your life. You know what happens? All of a sudden, great scripts and great stories become very obvious to you very quickly. When I first started out, I was reading scripts for content, beat, and story. But I didn't understand fully what I was doing until I did it over and over and over and over again. By 2006, 2007, my chops were getting pretty solid. By 2008, I could spot a rock-solid script at 100 paces. I could spot a market-ready script very quickly. There is a big difference between done and market-ready. Zombies Playground is done. It's not market-ready. Brett knows this. I've talked to him about this. He knows what he has to do to tweak it. That's a professional. That's what a professional does. When I read Django, I thought, oh, my God, this is utterly, stunningly beautiful. How, first of all, how did he come up with this? And it's a brutal telling of one particular slave, but I just love how the turnabout is such fair play. But the reason why I want you guys to read stuff that you haven't seen yet is for obvious reasons. Like I just said, it will enable you to spot greatness on the page without having actually physically seen the film. Which brings me to one shot. Okay, this is without a doubt probably some of the finest writing I've read in about three years. One shot is so well crafted, so beautifully written, so intelligent, so tense, so taut that I literally could not click page down fast enough. I stand by my um, opinion that this will be one of the best scripts ever written, that this will probably be one of the best films ever shot. I understand Tom Cruise is supposed to star in it, which did give me sort of a bias because I could hear him easily reading it. But I also thought about Hugh Jackman. I mean, the guy's just talented. So anyway, the point is, when you read greatness on the page, you get very good at spotting what? Market ready. 
market ready. Not done, not complete, not finished, not contest, but market ready. Market ready is a very good way of knowing exactly how the market is going to receive your particular script. Which brings me to the AMC television show notes, which is actually airing, I think, all of September. Now, let me tell you about September on AMC, the uh, the movie channel. This is, if you guys don't watch this, this is completely a free education for you from start to finish. So what happens? Okay, here's an example. Top Gun was on. And they have show notes at the bottom of the page. You see sort of a crawl, like a pop-up. The script results... <clears throat> of what the gyrations kind of went through to get this particular film to look the way it did. It's free, it's exciting, it's exciting, the gyrations of the actors, what was improvised, what was not improvised, how, I think I caught this in one of the actual um, uh, pop-ups, a Ferrari mechanic wrote the lyrics to Top Gun, I think that's what I saw. It was extraordinary to see some of these notes and the director really taking his time to give this information to the, to the American movie channel to get this actually done so that what could happen. So that you guys could share with the process of what happened to shoot the actual film. It's really extraordinary. I can't believe how cool it looks. I can't believe how easy it is to read and all the aha moments and all of the very interesting, um, the little tidbits about Val Kilmer and all this other stuff. And it was just really, really cool in the business of, you know, Tom Cruise being so short and Kelly being so tall. And I mean, I mean, we all knew that anyway, but just some of the things that pop up on the screen are like, wow, that's very cool. For example, this is a real, this is just one of the things I remember. The script was the result of an article about these pilots. I mean, that's okay. People tell me all the time, what should I write about? Well, are you reading blogs? Are you reading newspapers? Are you, are you saying what if, right? What if, what if? And did I say that a, a Ferrari mechanic wrote the lyrics to Top Gun? I mean, how bizarre is that? That's absolutely hysterical. Um, when you're putting down your uh, screenplay, you have to ask yourself, first of all, do I think I have a story here? Number one, number two, yeah, you better outline it before you start. Don't start typing fade in. That's, in my opinion, that's probably, there are people who can do that, absolutely. Uh, I don't know many of them. I know one person who plows through to about 160 pages, that's Jason, and then he cuts back to 110, 120 to tell his story. Does your story have foreshadowing? Ask yourself that. Am I planting little seeds that will pop up later to make things intriguing to the reader? Or, or, or is my script just a bunch of talking heads? I mean, come on. Do I have layers? Do I have layers of character? I just read a script. Oh, I have to talk about Ryan Lee, and I have to talk about Martin Lancaster. Don't let me forget, um, Michael. Um, does your story have layers? In other words, are you revealing in every scene something new about a particular story arc? That's huge. Um, what do I mean by that? Okay, first we see the little boy. Then we see the little boy's hand. Then we see the little boy's hand grab a gun. Then we see the little boy's hand with a gun with a smoke, right? So you're doing it. It's called a crescendo in music. You know, it could be a crescendo in someone's mind. It could be a crescendo on the screen in terms of something he articulates, but it's a crescendo. It's a layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. Um, do you have surprises? There should be at least three or four unique surprises in there. Are you writing with intrigue even if you write a comedy? I read a hysterical comedy called Buds. Hiss friggin' hysterical, okay? I actually have, thank you very much, the next hangover. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Did I say I do? Yes, I do. Okay. Getting it sold is going to be a challenge, but you know what? Once it goes, it's going to be a monster 
It's hysterically funny. I laughed out loud. One scene has to go. Everything else is perfect. Literally, I had to give this guy no notes, maybe three or four little typos, spelling errors. How am I running on time? It was it was such a fun read to actually read a script and laugh out loud. That's a very rare feeling. Usually when you're reading a script, you know what you do? You go, wow, oh, yeah, oh, that's cool. Wow, that's kind of neat. Yeah, 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 that's kind of neat. Wow, that's kind of cool. Oh, wow, didn't see that coming. Comedy, which you're supposed to do, is laugh. And I laughed, which was good because I was sick this month, kids. Let me tell you, it, I'm still not 100%, like I said, but the truth is I'm really very close. And uh, with this show, I hope to be over the top. Now. In the end, this American Movie Channel thing, what they're doing, is very important for a couple of reasons. Here's the main reason. You've probably seen many of the movies already, which means that you kind of don't actually have to watch the screen. You can actually watch and read and learn from the notes, and please read those notes because they're very helpful. Okay, Ryan Lee and Martin Lancaster. Michael, you're the best producer ever. Okay, let's talk about uh, Ryan Lee first. Ryan Lee, I have his script Beyond the Mountain. It's probably not going to go, but, you know, it's just great writing, and it's a good drama out there. It's perfect for cable television. Who the hell knows? It's a great story. It's just amazing. This, this beaver trapper is it's just a great story about Americana and tenacity and love of your fellow man and then falling in love all over again after you lose the love of your life. Very, very well told, beautifully crafted. It's just lovely. It's very engaging. Um, that's the pitch. But You just heard the pitch. Um, he wrote another script called Will to Live. Will to Live was so well done. Oh, Ryan, I had no, I had two notes for him. He sent me something not only done, but market ready. It's about this guy that gets trapped in a car. And what happens? Because he's on his way to see his wife. She's having a baby. It, the tension was there. The running time was perfect. The tone was, every note was just beautifully crafted. I absolutely loved it. I love Ryan to death. I pray to God I can get this one sold. It's perfect for lifetime. Even though it, it really is a male-dominant lead, the, the interaction with the wife is peppered through just enough where I think lifetime might actually go for it. It's a beautiful story. It's very well crafted. It's very sad, very bittersweet. It really is a great story about friendship. I could easily see it on the Turner Network. It's it, HBO. Ryan writes very well for cable television movie of the week. Some of the best writers, by the way, I'm seeing, you guys probably know this too, on television, Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, some of the best writing in the world is happening. Yep, that's right. You heard it on TV. So if you're not watching TV, then you're not learning anything. Because um, I'll tell you one thing, I'm learning a lot. I learned a lot this month. And you know what was so cool? I didn't have to learn it the hard way, <laughs> except for the arugula. Like I said, okay, Martin Lancaster is the someone else that I had to talk about. Okay, you guys know Martin because he sent over Open Your Mind. I don't know who was responsible for for posting that script, but I read it and I signed Martin Lancaster based on that script. He's tweaked it a little. It's actually a lot better. Not because I say so, not because he did my notes, but because it's more market ready now based on my guided by intuition, based on my intelligence and a lot of really, really good instinct and feedback from producers who've read it. I gave him some good notes. They did, too. They gave me good notes. When I see a pattern from producers, that's when I actually begin to bring it to your attention. I won't say anything to you unless, if you're my client, that is, unless I see a pattern. Then I'll mention it because then it means several people have spotted it, so it's kind of like having a thumb in your eye. You know what I mean? So Martin, he writes this Open Your Mind piece, so well done, and it's got that wonderful one sheet with the hole in the cranium, and it's very cool. Well, he sends me a script full. Now, I don't love the title. Uh, the title doesn't do the picture justice. I sent him another title. I hope he considers it. I'm not going to tell you what it is until the script is done because it really is a good title, I think. 
I sent it to him, Martin. I hope you're listening. Um, the script is so good. It's low budget. It's a thriller. It's got a lot of psychological elements. It's very well crafted. It's visually stunning. I'm not going to get into the details of it because he's rewriting it now, but it's really quite extraordinary. I actually started to read a book this month just because I needed a change of pace from screenwriting. You want to hear something funny? I noticed as I opened this paperback novel that instead of reading left to right like a normal person, I started scanning and going down the middle of the book. <laughs> so I had to catch myself. And I'm doing that with my Bible, too. I'm reading so many scripts that instead of reading left to right, I open my Bible and I read straight down the middle. I'm sure the Lord is not that thrilled with that. So I figure I better start reading books again so I get back into the left to right thing and, and not be so um so so tunnel vision, you know, when I read. I do hope you guys hit Facebook. I need questions and answers on Facebook or on the thread. That's really helping me help you. It keeps me honest. It keeps me on my toes. You guys don't realize what you're teaching me. You're teaching me a ton. That's really important to me. It's also important to you for your craft, honing your craft. Remember, it's not about the sale. It's about the journey. And that is not just a cliche. It's a fact. Okay? There are thousands of writers out of work that are all WGA thousands of writers you want to get in write a small little hit that goes viral you want to get in shoot it yourself you want to get in do a short simply scripts offers you a beautiful um, springboard a wonderful place to actually get your chops get your sea legs and if somebody doesn't like your work so what fix it i mean come on god invented an eraser for a reason do you know how many times i rewrite and write and rewrite press releases rewrite, write, and rewrite pitches over and over and over again. I mean, come on. Writing is rewriting. And you know what? It's therapeutic. It's fun. It forces you to use your di- the, the diaphragm of your mind. You know, you just inhale and you just write this stuff and you just know it's right. You know it's good. I mean, remember what I told you. Lady Luck is a slut. She, there's nothing ladylike about luck. She's, she's a slut and she walks the streets just like everybody else. So who's to say what corner she's going to be on and when? Are you ready? Did you do your polish? You better have a table read because I'll tell you that catches, you know, I'm a broken record when it comes to that. If you're new to this show, you learn fast enough. I'm a broken record because table reads work. I am so convinced that Bell Ringer is going to be the water cooler movie that I got in touch with uh, Jason over at the Tower Theater. You know, they're running the Tower Theater now in Roseville. It's so exciting. And I said to him, I'd really like to organize a table read of actors. I want to hear this script live and in real time. I'll tell you why I do that. Instead of just having family come over, which is really fun, too, and very therapeutic and hilarious. Um, I think I want to do that mostly because I think at this point of my career, I really have to be much more... Uh, aggressive at telling my writers no. Uh, uh, let me tell you a quick story. Lynn Christensen gave me the script Trail of Ashes. I hated it. Not her writing. It, she had a story there, but Lynn is a very poetic, lovely, ge- she is a genuine author. She is a writer. She knows words. She knows wordsmithing. She knows craft. But her wordsmithing was getting in the way of her storytelling. So I told her I'm passing on the script. It's not market ready. I'm sorry. I just can't run with it. I can't send this to a director and expect him to understand your vision. It's too vague. I need granite, solid directions for a director, for an actor, telling a story in a visual way. That's what a movie is. Give me word pictures. Tell the story. So I kick it back to her. And lo and behold, a year later, she's a second rounder in Austin. So what does that mean? Does that mean I was wrong? Maybe. 
I don't think so. Because you know why? You could bet your bottom dollar she rewrote it before she sent it in for that contest. And if she didn't, guess what? So what? I still can't get behind it. Why? What did I say at the start of the show? It all comes down to taste. And let me tell you, my writers, I've told you this, we, we've agreed to disagree on things. But when it comes down to it, if I can't pitch it, I can't pitch it. If I can't pitch it, there's a good chance I can't sell it. However, I will tell you, I have a couple of scripts that are really good. They're not great. That get a lot of interest from directors and producers just because I don't love, 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 love them. I just love, love them. They get the right kind of attention. Why? Because they're market ready. Guys, I can't thank you enough for being with me today. This was actually a slightly harder show to do than shows in the past because, I, like I said, I'm very weak. It hit me hard in my um, rib cage because I guess when you're, you know, when you're throwing up a lot, your body kind of does this thing that it's not used to in terms of muscular work. And, of course, you're doing it head to toe, so you've got the whole mild concussion thing going on, which I had. And, you know, it's from head to toe racking the body and that went on for almost two days and then of course the the trying to heal from that that took roughly 10 days and so michael and i decided that if the show doesn't sound great we're not going to air it so hopefully it sounds good and hopefully you got something out of it i did put a lot into it i love you all very much i do hope you will uh facebook me and send me your questions and your comments whether you agree with me or not it's not about who's right and who's wrong it's about getting through this life well this is babs for babs buzz Reminding you that you gotta write and you better rewrite and live your life. Live. Peace.